In a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus. However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, and the last episode for 2021. How have we gotten here? This is insane. I recently was listening to an interview And it introduced me to the concept of wintering. So I'm just going to jump right into our theme for today is wintering, escape, challenge, or reset. So this is a question I'll pose. And there's quite a bit of content in this episode, even though it is relatively short. I heard an interview the other day with English writer Catherine May, which introduced me to the concept of wintering. And I stole this quote from Book Reads on the description of her book, Wintering the Power of Rest and Retreat. Ultimately, wintering invites us to change how we relate to our own fallow times. May models an active acceptance of sadness and finds nourishment in deep retreat, joy in the hush beauty of winter, and encouragement in understanding life as cyclical, not linear. The entire conversation, you should check it out on wintering. And I have not read the book, but I thought the concept was really fascinating. It came from this deep reflection of we are kind of a society that goes, 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 right? And in the adventure world, I definitely see it's hard to come off of an adventure and just accept the retreat time. (laughs) We often are almost coming down into a valley and struggling with that sadness and the sorrow, mourning what we just experienced. But that is really what our body needs. You know, we are designed to have these shallow times of rest and retreat. And often I think we overlook that. I thought it would be fun to share a recent winter adventure. I know quite a few people who either love winter or hate winter, and there's various reasons for it. And so I thought this was a great depiction of just the thoughts many people have and the broad variety of feelings around winter. A couple weeks ago, at 1.30 in the morning, we're on the way to the airport. We have nine bags of gear and ski equipment packed for the five of us as we are heading out west. I have three kids who are bordering between comatose because they are on such little sleep and hyperactive because they're so excited about the upcoming trip. And we end up in the ditch. It's silent. You can cut the tension. My husband immediately tries maneuvering out of the ditch and potentially a few explosives leave his mouth and we all just kind of freeze as he runs out of the car back to the garage. We were near the in the driveway, technically, but we have a long country driveway. So he runs back to the garage to grab his truck and a chain. And I can't tell you what he was all doing out there, but I knew deep in my heart this was not good. This was a moment where I felt despair and defeat. This might be one of the reasons and one of the lessons of wintering that when the forecast is actually correct and nine inches of snow show up at precisely the wrong time, our nature is to just power through and look to the light at the end of the tunnel. And really what we needed to do was just slow down and rest. I had been operating on overdrive for far too long 
And I knew this vacation, this little break was going to be the highlight, right? It was going to be the light at the end of my tunnel. And sometimes I think wintering as hard as it can be because you're working through more challenges like snow and going in the ditch. It's also really magical. There is a brightness that emerges when the snow first covers the ground. It's a little sparkle, almost like a sea of diamonds. Even fairy tales use snow to demonstrate the magical nature of this transformation, right? And in this story, the magic was we all came together in a moment's notice. All of my borderline comatose kids helped out. They helped move all nine bags out of the van. We repacked everything quite strategically into the truck. And somehow, some way, we made it to our flight with 30 minutes to spare. Despite losing an hour in the ditch, driving through snow and sleet and rain and dense fog to get there, we made it. And we could relax and we could unwind and rest. And we didn't quite do all of the adventures when we got there. We were arriving at eight o'clock in the morning in Denver. We had high hopes and plans to meet up with family and go on a hike mid-afternoon so that we would have a great night rest before skiing the next day. But what we needed was rest. And let me tell you, we kind of (laughs) crashed. By three o'clock, we all just went into a slumber mode. And it was okay because the beautiful piece of this story was... The second day of skiing, I'm sitting at the top of the mountain. We're one of very few people that made first chair. And I'm watching the snow sparkle. It is literally like we are skiing on a mountain of diamonds. All three of my children have been skiing from age two. And it took almost my breath away as I see them independently and gracefully with great technical skill skiing down the mountain. And I paused. I simply looked at them and smiled and was like, this is the magic. I was watching my kids frost the mountain and it had been a long journey to get there. It had been 10 years of me having them in between my legs or working on beginner kills. I didn't know that this was going to be the magic transformation point when I realized we are all skiers now. And not only skiers, but these kids are skiers with great technical skill and watching them because they are skiing better than I am. It's so easy sometimes for us to just want to get through the hard stuff, to rush to the finish line, and then we collapse. And each day leading up to it is filled with insurmountable task lists that yearns for our checkmark. And then amidst the scurry, we reach the finish line to that coveted vacation or that holiday that we just embarked on. And we're so exhausted that the idea of authentic connection and creative adventures or anything outside that's going to take an ounce of brain power just seems too far out of reach. I feel like this year in particular, I've dealt a lot with my life coming at me in these like tidal waves of extremes where I was so overwhelmed and I don't want to say overworked because I signed up for all of those things. And then all of a sudden it shifts back and I'm so exhausted and defeated that I'm thinking, gosh, I should just get out of this chair or I should just get out of my bed. (laughs) And I am just enjoying the moment and the warmth from the covers that I don't want to get out of bed. I want to be lazy. Adventure is simply navigating life. As we embark on 2022, it seems for me that every once in a while we're so focused on the end game 
and the process that we're going to get there. You know, I I hear so many people talk about goals like, oh, I'm going to work out for 20 minutes a day or I'm going to lose 15 pounds. So it's either like the outcome, which is great. I mean, if you're talking smart goals, it's helpful to have those things. But for me, I have found the benefit of a a steady challenge has been more of a model that provides me the greatest indicator of progress. Yes, you can have purpose and yes, you need passion and goals, but those can easily lose their spark after three weeks. Heck, sometimes 48 hours, my motivation is down the toilet. So when you're creating a lifestyle challenge, it's helped me progress towards a goal without necessarily measuring and worrying about if I'm achieving something. It's less about the what, I guess and more about how I do this. It's less about the process, quite frankly, because sometimes those process goals get really boring. Like who wants to do the same thing every single day for 365 days? How could you do that differently? So I wanted to also offer, as much as I think we need rest during this wintering time, it's also a way to consider how might you challenge yourself for 2022? And so I've done a number of challenges and I wanted to share 10 challenges, adventure-based challenges that you might consider for 2022. The first one is a weekly 5K or any other weekly challenge, something like 52 hikes in a year. I did this about two and a half years ago and I continued it through 2020 and most of 2021. And it was simply an accountability checkpoint for me to say, did I do my 5K this week? And the beautiful thing about a 5K is it's not far. So it's a little over three miles. So it got me out of the house, even on those really cold wintry days. It also challenged me to think of different routes. So I wasn't always doing the same thing. I don't necessarily like the same old, same old. It was fun because when we were traveling, I always had to fit in my 5K. And so it was independent time. And for me, it was respite. It was time away from the kids where I could clear my head. I could clear my heart. I could calm down. I did a lot of thinking on my 5Ks. And it was a good reminder, too, that I wasn't running these. I don't love running anymore. And it was a reminder that I don't, it's not about the 5K, right? It wasn't about the time that it took for me to finish. It wasn't necessarily even about the 5K. It was the act of how am I going to enjoy this? How am I going to make this amount of time something that's special for me? So it actually became a little bit of a self-care mechanism for me to work, especially through 2020 and to keep an accountability to myself, but also to my health and keeping those priorities in line. So a weekly challenge like a 5K or a weekly hike can be things you can do with your kids if you choose. They could be independent, but it's one that I've tried and found it to be really helpful. The second one I'll share is actually, I'll link to it in the show notes. There is an accountability tracker for 1,000 hours outside. There's significant research that shows when you spend unstructured time outdoors, it has insanely valuable benefits, both mentally and physically and for so many different reasons. So I'm going to link to the thousand hours outside tracker. We use this this year. I can say we didn't do it religiously and it's going to be a goal going into 2022 for us or a challenge, I should say. I don't know that I'm as concerned about thousand hours outside, but it's a fun way for us to track it. We are focused this year on spending two hours every day outside because we have found that when we don't get outside and do unstructured play, unstructured adventure time, we become agitated, maybe is the best word. Our relationships suffer from it, our social and emotional health, let's just say that. 
are both triggered by being inside for periods of time. And in particularly me, I think the kids get outside just because they have recess time and they're more apt to be moving around. Whereas I find myself sitting a lot at the computer or on a screen for both work and for podcasting. And so it's a good accountability checkpoint for me to say, did I get outside today? The third challenge I'll put out there is 365 miles. This could be 365 miles biking, hiking, paddling, skiing, whatever your thing might be is how can you do that over the course of a year? So 365 miles over the course of a year. You can also create your own challenge. So the fourth challenge I'll put out there is to create your own travel goals. This has been fun exercise to do with all of my kids and to lean into what their interests are. My oldest, when he was two, and still to this day is really into baseball. Not necessarily playing it, although he likes it and enjoys playing it. It's more about the strategy and the statistics behind baseball and seeing the field. For us, his goal became to visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. My daughter, as I've mentioned before, her goal is to hit all 63 national parks. And my youngest, just established this year, he's six, his goal is to taste the best ice cream in all 50 states. So that put us in a little bit of a research exploration, and it's not quite shareable yet. I know this is coming, and I'll share it with you at some point. But it's a fun way for you to lean into what are some of their favorite things, or what are some of your favorite things that you just want to experience in life. And even if you don't tackle all of them in 2022, It's fun to see yourself making progress towards things you enjoy. I know I also just had an episode with Rachel Richards. I think it's episode 53. I'll put it in. I'll link it in the show notes where she talks about her goal to tackle all of the 14ers in Colorado. So to hike all those elevations over 14,000 feet. The fifth challenge that I have for you is 100 hours unplugged. And this one is one that I so want to do but I think it will be hard. (laughs) We have done a screen-free weekend or 24-hour screen-free. It's hard because I notice how much I pick up my phone just to search for things or to look up recipes or to get directions or ideas to things. And so it's funny because I think it's brought awareness to us when we do these detox weekends that that amount of time is really hard for us. You know, 24 hours of that, I would say over half of it we're sleeping. So that's not really fair. It's a good way for you to challenge, to get outside of your comfort zone. And that's what adventure is too, is not always doing things that are about getting outside, but what things will help you get outside your comfort zone and to stretch you into a new space. The sixth challenge is 30 and 30. This is really something that you could do every single day. And I already alluded to the fact that our goal, and it's more than a 30 and 30, but our daily adventure is really to try to get outside two hours every single day. Another way to frame that, so the seventh one would be 21 adventures for 2021. And I see a lot of people doing this more around travel or adventures, kind of bucket listy things of things that you are interested in accomplishing in 2021. Another way you can approach that is 12 something in 12 months. So when I was 25, I did 12 trips in 12 months. And that was fun for me to come out of a year of Well, you can read about it in my book as to why I did that. But it was a year of yes, where I was really embarking on a lot of different opportunities and wasn't sure where I was going with my life. And so it felt really good to say yes to things that I wouldn't normally do. Another fun way to look at, and I don't know what number I'm on here. Sorry, I think this is number nine. Another fun way is to take your age 
and challenge yourself to do your age the month of your birthday. So I have a friend who's actually she does it to honor her brother. Her brother passed away and every year they do his age in some type of an adventure. So they try to do 50 miles for the year he turned 50 or 52 days of something when he turned 52. So those are different ways to think about it. And lastly, it could be an adventure thinking about a new experience. So I also have this benchmark or these things that I work towards with the podcast. And in 2022, I have a goal of being a guest on 100 different podcasts. And so sometimes those stretch goals, while I'm not a huge believer in goals, I really like the challenge aspect as opposed to this idea of setting a goal and working towards it. I really enjoy having that lens and that accountability to say, okay, how am I making progress? What does this look like? The last thing I've said is is escape. How do you want to escape 2021 and embark on 2022? Something that's been kind of fun and I've been I actually thought about it last year and just couldn't pull it together, but I created a fun little parting gift from Ordinary Sherpa that I've wanted to share with all of you. I have been thinking about both with my traditional Christmas cards and ways I can interact and share more deeply with listeners was how could I turn a card or some type of connection into a fun interactive experience. So I am sharing our 2021 virtual escape room with you. You can help the Dusik family escape 2021 and reach one final destination for the year. And if you unlock all of the clues, you'll get a free family adventure guide with 75 simple adventure ideas. So that is OrdinarySherpa.com backslash escape. That link will be in the show notes as well. It's a fun way for me to connect with you. You can see a little bit more about what the Dusik family has done in 2021. I wish you well. I hope that this year has brought you rest, relaxation, rejuvenation, but also excitement and joy as we embark on a new year and figure out, you know, what does wintering look like for you and how might you create some opportunities to add a little bit more adventure to your life. With that in mind, I'll talk to you next week. Until then, keep on adventuring. If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us. Subscribe to Ordinary Sherpa Podcast on the platform you're listening to. It lets the providers know that you're getting value from the show and want to be around when we release additional content. If you feel compelled, leave us a review. Two, find your friends, family, and others you think would enjoy this show and share this episode. Three, and most importantly, join the community of families interested in creating authentic experiences through simple adventures by going to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash community. We want to hear from you and create content that would benefit your family. Thanks for joining us on this journey as we help families connect through adventure.